There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm here with uh, Deandra Simmons from The Real Houses of Dallas, also known as Deandra Conda from this week's episode. Uh, Deandra, how are you doing today? I'm fine. Thank you, Danny. I'm so glad to be here with you. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but today is your birthday, right? Today is my actual birthday, and I decided to spend it with you. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> Thank you, and happy birthday. Um, how? Uh, Thank you. How I got to talk about this episode. I, I just watched this episode and it was truly like, it was a really great episode, but there was so much going on. I want to start with sort of the mama D of it all. Um, yes. Can you explain uh, in the episode, she claims that you took the Simmons name to get ahead. Uh, why did that make you so upset? And can you explain a little bit more about that? Yes, because this is something that, um, in, fa- in fact, Cameron had explained it very well in her interview. If you saw that, Um, It is something that has been rumored by different people in Dallas for years and years. And when I changed my name, I believe I was 18 years old and I didn't really know the kind of the power of that name in Dallas, because at 18, I was chasing boys. I was kind of a rebel. I was thinking about going to college and leaving home. And the only reason I did it was because my father, if you have also seen, he was an alcoholic he had um, a serious illness and we had been estranged for probably, I moved, I moved in and out of the house. I ran away from home twice, believe it or not. I wow. moved in his house twice. And I think the last time I moved out of his house, I was 15 and I moved back in with my mom and my stepfather and I didn't talk to him. I didn't talk to him until I went to college and had to fill out applications about, you know, your, your parents' history and all that. And that was a very strange conversation. But at that point, I realized Glenn had been the one parent in my life that had been the constant. He had taken care of me. And I will tell you examples. When I was growing up, I was a very sickly child. And some of with Carrie calling me a hypochondriac and all that, that is very hurtful to me because from the time I was born until I was 12, I was in the hospital constantly with asthma, um, breathing issues and all that. And Glenn was the one, even though he had all these companies, he was rocking me in a rocking chair at night. He was going to the hospital with me, then going to work the next day. He was driving me to school. He was always the person that was the the one caretaker and nurturer in my life. And so if I looked back at the time I changed my name, it was all because Glenn was the one parent that was the one that was constant and caring right. and nurturing. So do you think uh, Mama D was just trying to kind of jab you in the moment or what do you think it was that kind of made her her say that in the episode? That is a mystery to me. I've had conversations with her. I don't understand it. It's very hurtful. It was embarrassing. And I said that it was very embarrassing to me because she knows the one thing that I have had to overcome um, is that hurt in Dallas, people talking about that. And my um, my dad's brother, his 
wife's daughter changed her name at 50. I changed mine a long time ago. And I mean, it's just, and it wasn't for anything except for the fact that Glenn was who he was. And if I had been an opportunistic person, I would have kept it in Callaway because Callaway golf. Hello. I mean, mm. oh, wait, <laughs> so is, it the, is it the same Callaway golf? It's not, but it's spelled, it's spelled the same way. I could have written that tied, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my, my last no, name is Pellegrino. I feel like everyone always um, thinks I'm related to the water. And I'm like, I sometimes I think maybe I should just ride that out. I mean, I'm not. Exactly. But. I mean, I would have automatic name recognition, even if it wasn't true, if I had kept Callaway. So to me, I just, I don't understand. And we have a serious sit down next week about it. She, my mother, as you know, she sticks to her guns and her story is her truth. I think she has uh, a tendency of uh, revisionist history with a lot of things. Um, I did talk to some of her friends that do not want to be named. And they said, you know, that's not what our recollection is, but mm-hmm. your mother has her own version. And I've had to look Danny at my mother's eight years old and I've had to look at, okay, do I want to break this relationship, have a broken relationship with her or, and fight for things just because I'm right about them? Or do I want to just continue on, let her win this one and move on and not let it mean that much to me. And this year, the biggest thing that's happened to me growth wise is that I'm not letting things bother me as much. Now this did, but, um, the way I handle it in the next few weeks will be the real test. I'm excited to watch it. You know, I, I love the relationship between you and Mama D. I think it's one of the most fascinating fascinating parts of the show. And so it's uh, this week I was I was happy to get more of that dynamic because it's very it's very interesting and I think relatable in a lot of ways uh, for people who have um, you know different relationships with their parents. How are you guys now? We're good. I am disappointed. I will be honest. Going back, I'm very disappointed that she doubled down on that story instead of yeah. listening to me and having my recollection and saying, "Hey, maybe I didn't understand that correctly." No, she doesn't do that. She doubles down. So, <laughs> so uh, we're okay. I don't know what's going to happen after the episode. I think there's a lot of other things to unpack when you know Cameron calls her a gold digger. She's not going to like that. Maybe she'll focus on that and not on me so much. <laughs> yes. And I want to talk about the Brandy of it all, too, in the episode, because Brandy was like really digging in uh, in terms of religion and your journey with meditation. How did you take all of that after watching the episode? So I was dealing with two huge things this week. I was dealing with my mom and then I was dealing with the Brandy situation. The Brandy situation really upset me because if you've watched the show for the last, you know, four or five years, you've known Brandy to be one of those people that is very in tune with spirits, talks to ghosts. We went to a haunted house last year. That's not something in my comfort zone. We had a medium. We had a psychic. We actually had a Ouija board that I took a piece of cloth and, and covered because if you are raised in the Christian religion, I was raised Pentecostal Baptist. You do not mess with Ouija boards. That is like the portal to the opening to the devil. So I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to see one. I was very uncomfortable with that, but I let her have her experience and didn't judge her for that. So judging me for meditation and then saying that I'm going outside of my Christian religion to find answers, that's not true. God gives us a brain. We choose how to use that. I am not a brainwashed person. I'm a person that's learning how to use my brain to make myself a better person. And so in my opinion, meditation is just like prayer. It's just another word for it. I was disappointed and you will see that continues on. Um, 
I don't feel like I was treated fairly because I've always been there for Brandy. And then she keeps, you know, doubling down on Jesus in my house. And we do this in my house and Jesus and Jesus and Jesus. And- Jesus don't judge Jesus. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic grade school. I'm no longer uh, practicing, but I don't think Jesus would judge. And furthermore, I'm a big proponent of meditation. So that was just so upsetting to me that, that she was labeling it as sort of devil's work, um, because I do think meditation can be so helpful for so many uh, in just taking some time away from your day and and kind of centering yourself. So that was just so upsetting to me. In a, in a, Two main things in the Bible you should focus on are love one another, do not judge one another. God says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. If I'm going to judge, let me do it. It's not your, your right to judge. You know, she announced that she's leaving next, or she's not going to be returning. Why? Why did she announce that so soon? Because that's not customary when it comes to housewives. Usually there's either an announcement after the season ends or or down the road. Do you know why that was? I do not. I mean, what are your thoughts? Because I didn't, I saw that and I thought maybe, and I carry explained it and watch what happens live that she was just hormonal having a bad day. I did reach out to her and I said, what do you want me to say? Because people are asking questions and I don't know how to handle this and it's not my story to tell. And she didn't really respond about anything. So I just, that's her story and she can reveal whatever she wants to reveal. Um, I don't know, Danny. I just think maybe she's had a tough season because she was going to have a tough season anyway, coming into it. And she had a baby. So that probably on top of it, you know, there's four little kids now. There's also dealing with this situation, the fallback of the, of the racist video and, um, you know, Brandy, I can separate Brandy as a friend from that video. We all, we all have to offer forgiveness. And um, I think Tiffany gave her some great counseling and some great advice. But at the same time, I know she's having a lot of issues with that. So maybe that's what, you know, that was about. But I don't know that she's leaving. She hadn't ever told me that she's leaving or anyone else. And I asked and I so, didn't get an answer. So I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. So it might not even be final. Maybe it was just a, a social media post thing. Um, right. And I always say to people, you know, ask Bravo. They would know. I don't, they don't know. And I don't ask Bravo either. It's really none of my business. Okay. Whatever happens, happens. I got to worry about my, my house. <laughs> uh, it's been frustrating to watch. You know, I, I, um, I don't care for Brandy on the show and it's been frustrating, particularly with Tiffany. Mm-hmm. I, um, I love Tiffany and, and to be honest, I've been so happy to see you sort of stick up for Tiffany um, in ways that I feel like the other cast members are not. Um, as you're watching the season, are you, are you finding it? Uh, are you finding some of the other cast members not being very uh, graceful to Tiffany? I'm glad you're asking that because I wanted to straighten something out. My big miss as a friend of Tiffany's was last week. Um, I felt so bad when I watched the episode at the dinner table because that was my chance to speak up for her and say, this doesn't make any sense. This is wrong because you can't, you know, Tiffany's not responsible for your feelings. And I let it go and didn't say anything. I think at the time, if I remember correctly, I was confused. We had obviously been drinking all day and I didn't want to, you know, step in and say something that didn't make sense. But at the same time, I was very upset at myself for not stepping up and saying something to Brandy at the dinner table. Um, I did, as we walked back from jumping in the lake, said something to her and, you know, you got to see a part of it. But, um, and I think that because I've, I have stood up for her, a lot of the women are not happy with me right now. Um, but it, I think Tiffany is exactly what we needed on the show because 
we needed, you know what Tiffany brings? She brings a learning and an understanding and an experience that I don't have, that Stephanie doesn't have, that Brandy doesn't have, that Cameron doesn't have. I mean, that Carrie, even though she's, you know, Latina, she doesn't have the same experience. So I learned a lot from her this year because I was her friend before, but we never had these discussions about coming to the United States as a Chinese immigrant and how you were treated and made fun of and how you had to fight tooth and nail for everything you have. And I, like I said, I don't have those. My parents didn't put expectations on me to be the breadwinner. They knew better than that. (laughs) So I I just, I think that we missed a big opportunity um, learning from her and instead making her feel less than and also judging her in a way that wasn't fair. And uh, I just wish I, I look back. I just wish you could have sat down and said, but Hey, you were, you were the only one who I think even said anything throughout the entire episode. And do you think you mentioned the other women are upset with you for sort of sticking up for Tiffany? Do you think it's because they look like shit now that the season's airing and it's like, you're the only person who seems to have Tiffany's back in any way throughout all of these these moments, uh, you know, that are frustrating as a viewer to watch. I do think that they believe in some way because I have Tiffany's back that I'm canceling them, which is not at all what I'm doing. I'm just understanding, looking at the whole picture, macro view, what this woman is bringing to the table and how I'm learning from it. And I have her back because at the end of the day, she's right. Um, the biggest lesson we could learn from this year is to learn and to learn with compassion and understanding. And whether it be you don't want to eat a chicken foot because you don't like other people's food, or it be, you know, listening to this person who's trying to give you the benefit of the doubt and, you know, be open and honest and willing to have a friendship yet, but yet you're still, you know, having issues because you haven't dealt with what's inside of your heart. That's not about her. That's about you. And the reason I'm saying I'm feeling very iced out because, you know, I've, I've texted a couple of girls for the last few days and, Silence, silence, silence. Tiffany, I talk a lot. So Tiffany's organizing a birthday dinner for me. But um, the only people that have called and, you know, wish me a birthday are Jen Davis and Tiffany. I mean, happy birthday. And that's very unusual because usually we do like a group text and send a gift and all that. And I just can say it's probably because they're upset with me about something. And I just wish they'd understand I'm not canceling anybody. I am standing up for my friend because it's the right thing to do. Right. I, it's it's weird. I, I, I don't know if I'm sort of missing something, but to me, it seems so clear. Um, and I know there, there was just a Vice article that came out. It was an interview. I think there was I read a, that last night. a portion of an interview with Tiffany. And then um, there was some sort of analysis of the season. And and I wondered if any of the other women have been watching this season and noticing that. I mean, even the double standard when it comes to, to wealth. And uh, I think Stephanie had sort of said something about Tiffany showing off her closet, but then we've seen video of Stephanie on Bravo TV showing off her closet or, mm-hmm. or um, the toilet thing. And it's like, just in last week's episode, we saw Cam talking about the price of her shoes or sort of off the cuff mentioning. So it seems like a weird double standard um, that it's like, well, everyone else can talk about money, but Tiffany mentions a toilet and it's like, I don't know. I, I also felt that way. And I felt um, it was very duplicitous to call out somebody when, you know, look, we're on a housewife show. People want to see your closet. They want to see your expensive toilets. They want to see your shoes, your Birkin handbags. That's the way it goes. I mean, 
and we all know that. So to call someone out for being gauche about that, when you know that's what's expected, that's what the viewers want to see. They want to see the aspirational lifestyle. Okay. They may not have that beautiful closet that's designed after, you know, the, uh, the Fendi store. They might not have the access to the private jet. They may not have their own winery, but they want to see that when they turn on the show and see women living a certain way because it's exciting and it's, it's different. Um, so I just, I, you know, that was hard for me as well, because I just thought Tiffany also is somebody that didn't grow up with wealth, just like my mother, and is excited about having these things. I mean, she's like a kid in a candy, in, in a candy store because she finally has access to this and she's worked really hard. Um, she did marry well, of course, but, you know, why are you going to falter about that? That's, you know, so did everybody else on this show. Everybody on this show is married to an inheritor, except for probably Brandy. Right. Yeah, I, I've I found it very frustrating to watch, and and we can move on from that. But um, I think it's it's great that you've been sort of uh, there for Tiffany, and I hope we see Tiffany again because it's sort of alluded in that Vice article I mentioned that she might not return, um, and I hope she does. I think the show is better for having her. That's my personal opinion. May other people, of course, may disagree, but uh, I, I think we'll have back. to see kind of how um, reunion goes and how you know she'll weigh the pros and cons and. Um, I hope that she would come back and I hope um, that people would give her um, more acceptance and love and understanding. But, and I hope they give that to me too, because it doesn't really matter if it's Tiffany or it's Carrie or it's Cameron, whoever it is, if it was happening to any of my friends on this show, I would have the same response. I would stand up for what is right. And that's always what I've done is always, I've always stood up for what's right. And it's not necessarily popular. I'm always kind of on an Island, but I do what's right. And that's the bottom line. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important, uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. What happened with Jen? So Jen sort of like on the periphery, was she supposed to be a bigger part of the season? She was, um, from my understanding, because she came on as a friend of Cameron's, she was um, a housewife. And then I believe she had some personal issues with her life uh, with her husband. And um, that was a little too much to handle, plus filming a reality show. (laughs) There's a lot of stress and pressure, as you know, and then having a lot of personal issues uh, in a little child. I just, it was probably mentally for her health, not the best to kind of bring all that to light, you know, especially your first time. I mean, your first time's hard enough, but then having to talk about some very uncomfortable things. Uh, you know, my first year, I remember I was kind of like eased into it and it wasn't that hard. Now I got, it got hard for me second, third year. But the first year is usually you're trying to get your feet wet and figure out what's happening and how you're going to navigate navigate this and where your friendships lie. Was there anything really juicy with the other women and Jen that we uh, aren't going to see because of that, that you can share? I know you probably can't share, but. I can't share it. I mean, you probably see it all online. So, um, okay. you know, all of it revolved around me. So. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. I didn't even But know I can't that. share. That's a, that's a Bravo question. I mean, you know, we're fine now. We've been on walks together and, um, but there were some um, salacious things that happened. And uh, so, you know. Oh, now I got to go look online. <laughs> Um, I got to talk about the Darren of it all. Uh, Deandra, was was he spitting in your nose or what was he doing with the... I love that question. No. So I wish I had one here because I have my own rapé instrument, but it's an instrument that's like a, it can be made of horn or wood or whatever. And you put rapé, which is a sacred tobacco in the bottom or in the top. And then somebody blows it into your nose because it hits you like that. And so it gives you a little bit of a head rush and then it makes you calm down. And it's really good for meditation. It's good for uh, relaxation. So that's what that is. There's different kinds of rape. There's rapes that hit you here. There's rapes that hit you here. There's different reasons for using rape, anxiety, sleep. Um, you know, they just all kinds of rape. So that's what he was doing. And I have my own rape instruments in my house and I do it to myself now if I need it. You know, I think it's been great. You've been talking about meditation. Like I said, I'm a big proponent of it and I think it can can help anyone. And, and I don't, I don't make the connection between religion and meditation. I think uh, I personally, I use this app called Headspace that I think is great guided meditation, but I think it's helpful for anyone in any situation. That's what I use too. I use Headspace as well. Oh, it's the best. I, use, uh, I love Headspace. I wonder if mm-hmm. Darren, he didn't see this week's episode yet, or you haven't probably talked to him because we're recording this just a day before it, before it airs. But um, I'm curious well, what Darren's going to think. He's not going to like it. (laughs) I believe I did send it to him and I haven't looked at my email this morning to see if he's upset, but he really, people, when they decide to do reality TV, they got to understand that it's going to be entertaining and you're not going to look like a baby Jesus the whole time. That's not the way reality TV works. They're going to show good and bad and, and, you know, positives and negatives and it, cause it's funny and that's what people want to see. So I don't know how he feels. I have a feeling he's, he did send me a message last week and 
was saying, you know, when you're answering questions, make sure that you're focusing on the spiritual work and not on the hairdressing thing, because he doesn't want people to think about that, that in, in loses credibility, because a lot of people that are shamans, and I've worked with, this is not my first foray into the shaman world, by the way, um, they also have other jobs, because a lot of times healers aren't going to have a full-time job as a healer to support all their bills. And so whether you do hair, or, you know, whether you work at a grocery store or whether you have a multi-million dollar company and you're still, you know, healing. I've been a healer myself my whole life, but I never shared that with anyone. Mm. Um, I had this amazing gift of healing from a young child and I can pray for people and things happen. So, but I don't make that my profession. I, if somebody comes to me and they want to be prayed for, I will do that for them. Um, I just don't really, that's not my profession, you know, it's the same with Darren. I think the respect, I think he feels probably a little disrespected by people um, because they're looking at the hairdresser aspect and not the shaman aspect, but he's been a friend of mine for 25 years. He did my hair and makeup when I was a model at Kim Dawson years and years ago. That's how I met him. And I didn't even know he was a shaman. And then we started talking about 25 years of his trips to Peru. I met him again. And that's how he came into my life because I was talking to a CBD company that was working with him. Mm -hmm. And I said, Hey, I'm interested in talking to him. I'm having some problems in my life. And it was very comforting to me to know that he had a history with me. And so I didn't have to explain from the very beginning. Uh, I have a friend who before the pandemic had gone to Peru and I know shamans uh, obviously do different types of work, but uh, my friend did ayahuasca and I don't know, it just came to mind. Have you, had you done ayahuasca before? Twice. How did it go? Yes. Okay. Tell me what, tell me what um, it was like. I did it twice. I'm going back again to Peru, by the way. Um, it's getting ready to open. So my plan is to go in um, June. And I'll do probably a whole week of ayahuasca. So that means you drink one day, you take a day off, drink one day, take a day off, drink one day, take a day off. And my reason for doing it is totally for healing. I have um, issues, physical issues. We talked about a little bit. You see on the show, um, you know, I just had a full ankle replacement and COVID. So that's something because ayahuasca cleans you out as well. It cleans out all kinds of toxins and parasites and viruses. Um, so I will go and do that. But yes, when I, the first time I did it was about, um, a nurturing healing aspect. Cause I went in and I had all this list of things. Okay. I want this, this, and this, this, when I went in and I got my cup, it was just, I don't want any of that. I just want, I, I want a mom and nurturing mom because my mom and I have this contentious kind of relationship. And I wanted that nurturing kind of feeling. And the, it gave me a warm, fuzzy comforting feeling. The second time I went in, it was not as easy. <laughs> I have a problem with control. My mother also is a control freak. I know this about me. So the, it's called mother ayahuasca. So mother ayahuasca gave me an experience where I felt very out of control and it was so scary. It was like I was laying in a coffin and there was a hand right here and I couldn't breathe. But the, what I learned from that is I just had to let go. I just kept saying, I surrender, I surrender. And I got through it without freaking out. Now, the second time, the first time I didn't throw up until the very end. The second time I had it coming out of the other end of my body. But <laughs> it's going to come out somewhere, you know. Okay. Um, and um, but both times, I'm glad I did it. And I know usually when you drink ayahuasca, you don't drink it one time. You've got to do several times to get the layers of gunk out of your body and out of your life. 
Um, there's also other medicines in the Amazon. I don't know if you've heard of Combo and Bufo, um, Ibogaine. There's so many different things for different people, um, for different things you need in your life. And I'm open to everything that I can do to heal my body and heal my spirit and my soul. And it doesn't mean that I'm not a Christian because I'm doing this. It just means I was made aware of another healing modality. Uh, I would like to see you do ayahuasca on camera. I want to see it on. on I have brought that up. Honestly, I did bring that up um, this year because with Darren working with Darren, I wanted to go to Peru as our cast trip, but of course everything shut down. Um, And I would go to Peru on our cast trip and do it on camera. I mean, I know that it's crazy to watch and all the stuff that happens, but at the same time, it's my journey and I'm sharing my journey in my life every year. So why not? I'm not saying it would happen because I think that it would be one of those things where uh, there would be a lot of liability with the network. (laughs) And maybe I'll do it with a group on my own. I mean, didn't Gwyneth Paltrow's friend, her group went and did it and documented it. A lot of people have. And my husband documented, he did a documentary with PTSD veterans uh, drinking black ayahuasca. And that was very scary for him. He didn't drink. He just watched and he documented it. It's very fascinating. I've seen a few documentaries on it and I think it's very interesting. Um, I want to talk about Carrie, your relationship. We saw some trouble with you guys at the lake. Uh, How are you guys doing now or how are you? I mean, I think we're better. We have not really, um, we kind of texted after watch what happens live. We haven't really spoken that much. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I really don't know. Um, I have the opportunity to do some truck shows coming up and I was going to invite her to see if she wanted to do that. I don't know. You know, I don't know, Danny. I think we have different views of friendship and there's a lot in that are, it's been expected of me. And I'm probably not, I'm not a person that calls you every day and talks for, you know, an hour or 15 minutes or 20. I just don't do that. I'm not that kind of person. I've never been that kind of person. So I usually, I have my best friends that I've had since I was 12 years old, 15, and then my college roommates, which were on a group text I talk to every day. Um, and I have my same friends I've had my whole life. I mean, there's really not much change in my life with my friend groups. Um, but I'm not a type of person that has the time to talk on the phone every single day and rehash every single thing about my life or, you know, but I I do what I do feel like is wrong. I did every time I would talk to Carrie and I made a big effort because she was saying that I wasn't a close friend. So I did call and I, in fact, I, so crazy. I set an alarm on my phone to call her. Okay. Because that way I knew I was going to do it every week and I wasn't going to miss it. So I set the alarm. I'd be like, okay, today's the day I call Carrie and check in with her. And when I called her, I was asking about her family, her Eduardo, her kids, all those things. She chose not to tell me that's her business, but then to then throw that back on me as I don't know, because I'm not doing it is, is not true. That's where I had issue with it being called selfish. Um, I just, everyone that knows me has known me for years knows how generous I am, how thoughtful and caring I am. I mean, I write everyone a thank you note. I write, I give everyone a Christmas gift. I do, you know, birth everything all the time just to know that I'm thinking of you. I may not call you every day, but that's not my love language. Right. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Can I ask, what are you looking to get out at the reunion? Are there specific things you're really uh, looking to go in there and clear up or uh, fix? I think... Um, I'm looking to clear up the misconception of the, that I'm not a good friend. Number one, um, that people can be good friends and be different types of people that I will definitely be there for Tiffany because she needs my support. I don't want her on an Island. I've been on an Island for several years at reunion. And I like that. It feels horrible to be on an Island and it feels horrible to have everyone attack you. And you don't even know why they're attacking you because you weren't even fighting during the show. So that's happened to me in season, my season three, which was season, no, my season two, which was season three. So, you know, that was my worst reunion. I've never even looked at that reunion. I have PTSD for it, from it. So, in fact, I asked Brandy, I kept asking her what happened. She goes, well, you were there. I go, Brandy, I don't remember any of it. It was all PTSD because at the time, the other couch, all three were attacking me and two of them I didn't even know I had a problem with. So I was in total shock. So if that happens to her, I want to be there for her and hold her up and not let her just sit there and walk, you know, and just, you know, paddle like furiously in the water, you know, treading water. It's not fair. You got to have somebody in your corner. Right. When I feel she's wrong, I will say, no, Tiffany, I don't think that's right. When somebody, you know, is wrong, I'll do the same thing. I think the biggest thing I'm going to have is talking about my mother and the issues that happen with my mother again. <laughs> And also with regards to Brandy, there's more to come with Brandy and myself throughout the season. My theory, um, can I just interrupt you for a second? My theory is that Brandy sort of made that announcement that she's not coming back because maybe she knew that she was going to have a bad second half of the season. Maybe that's just me being a crazy conspiracy theorist, but that was my theory. You know, I had that, I had that question in my head too, but then she's made all these announcements for many years and then she comes back. So it's like, okay, I don't know. If it's a, if it's a, I don't know what, I don't know what to say publicity stuff, but you know, I don't know. Maybe it's best if she steps away from the show. If this is how, you know, 
if it's hurting her, anytime something's hurting you or affecting your life in such a way that you are suicidal or um, you think about ending your life when you have four little children, then obviously that's not healthy. And Brandy has a lot of talent. She's got a lot of things in her life, but she also has four little children to raise. I mean, I don't have four little kids that I have to look over and raise and, and be responsible for every day. That to me is the biggest thing is that I would, I think she probably just wants to focus on that, but yeah. um, I know we'll have a lot, unfortunately, at reunion. And unfortunately I say, because I didn't, didn't really feel it was justified the uh, aggression against me. Right. Anything else you want to clear up before I let you go? I have a, a, just a couple more questions after this, but anything else in terms of Dallas that you want to clear up? You know, I, um, I think I'll just keep my mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some things over the years. And uh, unfortunately I think I've, I've been um, misperceived um, because of, different people. And, um, I just, I want you to know that, but I don't have anything bad to say about anybody. I just feel like that people perceive me in the, in, in an incorrect way. And it was unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I, I myself, I, uh, you know, was very hard on you in previous seasons and I wasn't really a, a big fan. Um, and, this season, I'm really enjoying you. I've been, I've been really honest on the show. I've been enjoying. And when your, your PR had reached out initially, I was like, I don't know if, um, if it's a good fit to have you on. And then as I watch more of the season, I feel like you've, you've really grown so much, or maybe we're just seeing a different side of you this season. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but. Um. I think you are seeing a different side because I'm not dealing with the same issues and um, I know you, I, I know you didn't like me at all. And I was actually worried about coming on here today, but oh. I thought, well, Maybe if I come on, then he can see me in a different light because a lot of times when you're one-on-one with someone, you kind of see, hmm, maybe they're not that way. And a TV show is a TV show and a person is a person, you know? So, um, but I thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. I've always admired your, I've always admired your perspective, even then you didn't like me or entitled to that perspective. And I admired it and I listened to your perspective. So I just want you to know that, um, I have a lot of respect for you. So thank you. You know, I had, um, I, I was worried too about you coming on because you, there was one time years ago that you had said something on Twitter about me that made me feel a little uncomfortable. And I, I'm not a confrontational person at all. So if I, if I ever feel like something could be confrontational, I just like run away. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm and glad we got to chat. Yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, there's two questions I do ask every guest that I got to ask you. Uh, the first is uh, your favorite Mariah Carey song. Um, and then also, if you were choosing People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, you can't choose Jeremy, although Jeremy is sexy too. Um, but who would you choose? Now, what is my favorite Mariah Carey song? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> uh, probably the Christmas one. <laughs> Hey, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's kind of sexy. It's kind yeah. of sexy when she says, "Oh, I want the Christmas is you or whatever." You know, I love, I love that it. one. I love it. Um, and then at sexiest man alive. Oh, definitely, I answer that. Um, Jason Momoa. Oh, so sexy. I mean, so Aquaman, sexy. and you won't believe this. Okay, just funny story about that. I was at a barbecue competition this week. This weekend, because I love to cook, so I'm trying to kind of go around to different competition, the cooking competitions. And this guy comes up to me, and goes, "I'm from Iowa." And you know who went to school with me? Jason Momoa. I'm like, oh! <laughs> because we're really good friends. I'm like, well, now I'm going to embarrass myself because I always talk about him when people ask me, you know, what's your one crush or what's the one hall pass? It's him. 
<laughs> I mean, they, he's like disgustingly beautiful, like almost like like the, with the eyes, it's like a lot. And the whole family is too, because isn't he's married? You know, Lenny Kravitz is. Yes. The whole family is gorgeous. Uh, Deandra, thank you so thank much you. for taking the time, and uh, hopefully we'll get to chat again soon. Good luck at the reunion, and um, I look forward to watching the rest of the season. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks, Deandra. Take care. Bye. 